the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, now in this mission, with God's grace and with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, one of the goals will be to encourage you, to encourage your families in your Roman Catholic faith, because in this mission we're going to consider some key spiritual insights which can really help us, truly help us in these critical times in which we now live. The simple thing that this mission will explore is rich, but it's simple, and it is known as the passion of the church, commonly said, the true passion of the church in time. Briefly, this passion of the church is the mysterious doctrine which plainly states that the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the mystical body, has been extended somehow, even beyond Calvary, even unto history itself, unto this very day, and even unto the end of the world. This truth has been taught by multiple popes, many of our saints. It's scriptural. It's found in apostolic tradition. It is doctrinal, yes, but it has such a deeply mystical element that rather than strictly defined dogma, it is more correctly seen as a powerful supernatural insight into the reality of the mystical body of Christ, which is the Roman Catholic Church. This doctrine, when correctly understood, allows us to place our lives today in the right perspective and gives us the big picture. We need the big picture today. You've got to be able to see the overall picture, and then things begin to make sense. It clarifies a lot of things such that through this doctrine, many of our sufferings, the contradictions we all experience, many of our unexplained difficulties can suddenly begin to make perfectly good sense. And they do make sense. Here is what our popes have written about this doctrine. Now, this is from Pope Pius XII, 1943, Mystici Corpus Christi. Quote, the doctrine of the mystical body of Christ, which is the church, was first taught us by the Redeemer himself. So it actually comes from our Lord. From the outset, it should be noted that the society established by the Redeemer of the human race resembles its divine founder, who was persecuted, calumniated, and tortured by the very men he had undertaken to save. We admit that even in our turbulent times, there are many who look to the church as the only haven of salvation. But we are also aware that the church of God not only is despised and hated maliciously by those who return to ancient paganism, but is ignored and neglected and even at times looked upon as irksome by many Christians. 
caught in the meshes of the world's corruption. So what is Pope Pius XII saying? He's saying that the mystical body, the church, resembles the divine founder. There's a reflection in the life of the church, of the life of Christ himself. Pope Pius XI, 1928, quote, The expiatory passion of Christ is renewed and in a manner continued and fulfilled in his mystical body, which is the church. To use the words of St. Augustine, Christ suffered what it behooved him to suffer, but in the head. There were yet remaining the sufferings of Christ in his body. Rightly, therefore, does Christ still suffering in his mystical body desire to have us partakers of his expiation. And this is also demanded by our intimate union with him, since we are the body of Christ and member of members. Whatever the head suffers, all the members must suffer with it. Close quote. There is a mystical reflection in history, in the Catholic Church, of the very sufferings of our Lord Jesus Christ. Reflected and mirrored in the church and through the church in us. Catholic Catechism, quote, Church's ultimate trial. Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity. The church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through this final Passover when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. Close quote. This is the big picture. If you want to know, you know, you can go and follow all these private revelations and so on and so forth and get very confused. Or we can listen to the official teaching of the church, which is also traditional and scriptural, which teaches us that what the church is going through now is a mystical passion. And it's real. The seminarians in the old days, they used to use Monsignor von Nort's book, On the church, he's a doctor of theology, quote, It, the church, is in its activity a perpetuation of the whole activity of the incarnate head. You've heard it before, continuation of the incarnation in history. Through the church, which is his body, Christ continues in a constantly recurring cycle to be born to go into exile, to live his hidden life, to manifest himself to the world, to teach, to heal, to sanctify, to rule, to forgive sins, to console, to admonish, to be embraced, to be spat upon and to be hailed as a king, to be crowned with thorns, to be loved, to be hated, to be crucified, and to rise from the dead. Close quote. If you want to know what's going on in the church, you got to know this mystical doctrine. 
And with this mystical doctrine, it solves a lot of problems. We'll get into that in a minute. So clearly, this doctrine, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, concerns precious redemptive suffering as it is carried on in and by the church in imitation of Christ and through participation in his divine life in time, in history, and yes, even right now. And with this kind of positive doctrine, there comes also much great comfort from this teaching. Why? Because with the grasp of this truth of our Holy Mother, the Church, suffering in imitation of and in union with the Divine Redeemer, then how could any true son or daughter of the Church ever become bitter or angry? at the plight of such a sweet and sorrowful mother. Would that be possible? On the contrary, the truly faithful son or daughter of the church should rather draw near to the church and suffer lovingly with her, just as St. John, the beloved disciple, St. Mary Magdalene, and all the holy women drew near to our blessed lady. Under the cross, our blessed mother, she who is the very model and image of the church. Have you heard that one before? Our lady is the model and image of the church. And as the sorrowful mother, she's the model and image of the church suffering on earth. And as they suffered, St. John, St. Mary Magdalene, and the holy women, together with Our Lady, where? Under the cross. Before, during, and after the passion of Jesus Christ Himself on Calvary. Our most sorrowful mother then becomes the very reflection and image of the suffering church. So she is the very icon of what the passion of the church will entail in time. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I sincerely invite you to come to the parish mission. Come every day if you can. And if you can't come every day, then come whenever you can. Let's try to make this a community activity. Try to get as many people as we possibly can. And if you know some uh, Catholics that might be able to benefit from this message, or non-Catholics that might be able to benefit by becoming members of the mystical body of Christ, which is the Roman Catholic Church, bring them. Bring them. So come to the mission. Let's pray for each other during this time because the mission is a spiritual time in a parish and great graces can come down during the time of a parish mission. We'll close now with these sound words of Pope Pius XII on the mystical body of Christ. Quote, Extraordinary graces found superabundantly in the head, that's our Lord, flow into all the members of the church 
and are perfected daily in them according to the place they hold in the mystical body of Jesus Christ. Different members in the body have different functions. Thus the church becomes, as it were, the filling out and the complement of the Redeemer. While Christ, in a sense, attains through the church of fullness in all things. The mystical head, which is Christ in the church here below, constitute one new man in whom heaven and earth are joined together in perpetuating the saving work of the cross. Christ, we mean the head and the body, the whole Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.